Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. You know, I get super excited when I read something and I can see it from another perspective. So I went ahead and, and you know, I get inspiration from almost anywhere. Like God is so good the way that he just downloads stuff into me. I'm walking to Walmart, shouts out, doing my, you know, daily routine, little run real quick. And I look down at my feet and I said, wow, even though they're two very different feet, they're working together for the greater good of an intended purpose, which is to get me to my locations, right? And so I immediately thought about Amos 3.3. And when I read this in the New Living Translation, I never seen it in this particular way. So Amos 3.3 says, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? And I never took into consideration that agreement and direction needed to go hand in hand. And the fact that just looking at my feet, so I'm like, okay, I can't put my left shoe on my right shoe, right? And a right-handed desk looks way different than a left-handed desk. The same thing with a can opener. If you're right-handed, they make it different for left hands. And it's all these things that are manufactured differently for the shape and the intended purpose of that particular part. But it all works together for the common goal. And so there's similarities when you look at your feet. And something so simplistic as like they all have, you know, they should have five toes right and pretty much looks the same to the naked eye but they are totally different in structure but they're working together to do a common goal and the purpose of the feet just to kind of ride that wave is that it's simply just an extension of the leg that provides mobility right and so the frame of the body I was kind of just looking at that and seeing like man if you were to take like an invisible line from your forehead all the way down to how low, how far it can go, you will see that there are some similarities or some symmetrical things about the body. Pretty much folded in half, you'll see, oh, there's one of each of that on one side. So the two eyes, two ears, you got one nose, two nostrils, two lungs, two arms, two legs, two feet, and but it's all working together and operating as one body. Can you imagine the foot getting mad at the ear because the foot doesn't like that it feels like it does more work than the ear and all you do is stay in one place I'm out here in these streets and they put me in socks and they got me smelling a certain way and we in sandals and all kind of inclement weather I'm in furry situations I'm in I mean I, I'm over here walking and moving and I'm beating pavement and, and cement and, and I'm in sand and it's hot and I'm doing all kind of things while ear is just up there sitting doing much nothing you just sitting there looking cute isn't that kind of what we do with each other? I feel like I do more work than you. I feel like I'm pulling much of the weight. I feel like I'm doing, and we're forgetting that we're, we both have a unique role in this body. No, I may not be in them streets and them Tims. No, I may not sweat and get fungal treatment and have to get all those different things because, you know, you do get a lot of activity. I won't take that away from you, foot. 
But as an ear, I need to hear so I know what direction we need to go in. I need to make sure that as we're walking certain places, we can say, that sounds like a dog. Hold on. <laughs> um, walk light, sir. I need to be able to hear, ooh, we was walking on something that was watery. Now I'm starting to hear cracks, time out, something. Mm -mm. Oh, wait a minute. That sounds like thunder. Maybe we need to go ahead and switch from these sandals to something else. Maybe I'm up here to protect you. Hmm? Never seen it that way, right? But don't as feet sometimes we treat the ears different? Or ears just look like, you know, you're replaceable. We can do this without you kind of thing. Imagine the eye feeling distant from the foot because, you know, the two, there's really no reason why the two of them should ever mesh. But what's not identified is that the two together, they also serve a role. How do I know where to walk if I can't see? We need to be able to see this construction ahead. Wait a minute, that road merges into one lane. Hold on, wait a minute, let's do A, B, and C. Maybe if you just realized, I may not have as much mobility, I may not pull as much of the weight that you do, but oh, trust and believe, I pull my weight, right? How much more acceptance and comfort would we experience if we paid more attention to the value of the person more than the differences in their shape? Meaning you add value in a different way. Okay, you're an extrovert. I'm an introvert. You're a social butterfly. I'm not. You like to read for fun. I like to twerk for fun. You know, no judgment, judgment-free phone call. That's what we're doing. And what if we just, you know, looked at it like different similarities, but the common goal. You know, it always intrigues me that when you're looking at a person, you can almost look at their interests. It's kind of mirrored that, you know, people who get their face tattooed and they express it in, you know, their art in that way. Or um, you ever looked at who they were paired with? It's never the CEO of any company, Right. And that's not a judgment statement. That's just you want to be with someone that looks at the things that you do as art. You don't want to be with someone that's looking at you like, mm, you don't want to get that removed. And you have to explain to them, no, this is art. You know, this tells a story. It reminds me of something I overcame. You don't want to continue to have to fight through, hey, this is me with someone who can't see you. They just see stuff on you. And that could be taken and let that mean to you what it needs to because that was a statement. But where you're going, you need a balanced perspective. So differences should be welcome. It is absolutely okay. It's okay for you to see different than me as long as you're making a commitment to see it through with me. Be okay with knowing we both love something differently, but we love it together. The problem with the whole one-size-fits-all mentality is that you diminish someone else's innate value. No, you may not be a social butterfly, but you know how to go ahead and coordinate and make people comfortable in a social setting. No, you may not be the best cleaner, but you know what? You're able to taste something. You may not even cook, but you're able to taste something and say, mmm, too much salt. Imagine the chef looking at the person who can't cook and while they're eating their food and they're giving constructive criticism saying, hey, I think you put a little bit, um, yeah, you were shaking this thing like uh, it was a hundred pound weight. It's a lot of salt in this. Imagine the chef looking back at the person like, and you don't even cook. 
No, but I can give you perspective that will help you in your art, in, in your desire, in your mission, in your craft. No, I didn't get my culinary degree. I'm not wearing the white suit. No, I'm not. No medical doctor. I didn't go to all the years of school, but I can let you know you're rough, sir. Okay? Phlebotomist, when you're giving me this needle, yeah, um, this is skin. And I feel like you in here, like um, like I'm an orange. Like, can we can we do something different when you when you trying to go through the epidermis, like in all those levels? Please don't do that. That hurts. Thanks. Sometimes the feedback that you're missing is the feedback that will help you get better. But if you keep boxing everyone out, how do you become your greatest? And that's my problem with how we're in this new age where you just putting people in these training classes and you training all the employees the same way. You're teaching all the students the same across the grade level. And but it leaves no room for creativity to flourish, to have any kind of innovative, prosperous thinking. And then we wonder why people are flunking and not doing so well because everyone wasn't meant to fit in this ready made box. Relationally it's too much of a burden to fit inwardly when you're trying to achieve something outwardly. So we have to dig deeper, especially relationally, to understand how you help this common goal. No, you don't look like me. No, you don't do the things and you don't, the way that you're getting to the goal, it doesn't look like how I would do it. As a matter of fact, you don't even have the goal on your mind as much as I do. But can we get to a place that you say, you know what? I'll let you take your individuality and exercise how you want to get to the goal. But can you make a commitment to me that we're not losing focus on the goal? Maybe that's a different approach. Because sometimes we don't like how a person does something because in our mind, they're not going to do it right or it's not going to get done on time, right? So if we go ahead and combat that with, okay, can I get a better understanding of, okay, I don't care how you do this paper. I don't care how you accomplish this goal, but can we have it done by Thursday? As long as we're both clear that we need to have said situation completed at this particular time, I really shouldn't be over your back on how we should be doing it. You need to be focusing on, so let's just take the grand task of moving. You may not be packing every single day the way that I would do and just break it down because I don't like being overwhelmed and lifting heavy things and doing everything last minute. But can I just let you know, we need to be out of here by the 15th and the floor needs to be ready swept or they're going to take our deposit. So can we go ahead and just kind of like make sure that we're hitting that goal? If you expressed what the goal was, you allow people to get to their finish line without you being over their shoulder and you being tired. There's too much internal turmoil for people trying to conquer external giants. You don't have the time to carry someone else, micromanage something, someone else, to be fighting relationally, inwardly. It's all this unnecessary energy being excurted in the internal when you need to be accomplishing things on the external getting ahead prospering doing what needs to be done but all the energy that you're supposed to be having for that you're spending it in the inside like think about heart attacks and I was thinking about that and it's such a heavy topic 
that hits so many of us close to home. But a heart attack is essentially the heart just turning on itself. The heart, I mean, just hearing it is the heart is under attack. In a sense, the heart has turned on itself and stopped functioning as intended. So when it happens in relationships, when two people can't agree to the common goal, then the purpose has turned on itself. Now let that sit. Two people, let's go back to Amos. Amos said, can two people walk together without agreeing on the direction? So, and again, sometimes I pause in these conversations just so that it can minister to you the way that you need it to be ministered to. So when it happens in relationships, when two people can't agree, again, the whole purpose is is being delayed, is being derailed because it's so much other energy being attacked in the inside that it's like you're not producing anything on the outside. Yeah, the goals is not being met at all. As a matter of fact, the goals is holding up to see when y'all finish arguing, um, can y'all come back and revisit this direction? And so the whole heart attack thing was so symbolic to me with people trying to reach their goals. And you can't gloss over a heart attack. Or a crucial internal differences with couples, you know, fighting and not agreeing. You know, that's metamorph- metamorphically a heart attack. No achievement comes from that kind of place. When there's an attack between two people, when they have turned on each other, particularly two married people that are paired for a common goal, then getting to a place of any kind of accomplishment is always delayed, always derailed. It needs to get to a place where fighting one another is an oxymoron and we need to fight to succeed in this goal. Because you ever had two people that you heard, like I give you an example, I was listening to because I love hearing the byproduct and the by story of people's successes. So I was listening to T.G. Jakes and he was letting me know that, you know, they had children, him and Sarita, his wife, and Sarita was pregnant and she was sleeping on the church pews because, you know, he just had um, a night job where he was digging graves and, you know, his outfits didn't look good for church. So Sarita's, um, you know, she's sewing on buttons to his suits and she, you know, that he was, she was him in his suit trying to make them look presentable. And you ever look at that kind of person, you like, wow. What do we label that? That's a ride or die, right? I kind of feel like, yes, yeah, a ride or die, but what it really is is they committed to your God-given assignment and you didn't have to fight and distract you along the way. You didn't have to fight that person. Imagine trying to get to the goal of God called me to preach, to be a preacher. I want to preach the word to the people. But in the meantime, you got Sarita on your back. You need to make sure that she's comfortable and that she needs to be. Okay, and why you got me sleeping in this pew? You know I'm pregnant. And how come, you know, we we don't have a house? And by this time, I thought in my life we should have been here. And you have all these things, and you are slowly trying to meet the needs and goal of Sarita as you are derailed and delayed by the assignment God put on you. What a disservice for anyone that has a metaphoric heart attack, purpose attack. 
When those situations arrive, the best thing to do, honestly, is just to pause. Treat it like they would when you go to the hospital. Pause. Let me go ahead. Let me do a quick triage, see what else could be going on, and let's pause, a.k.a. let's get to the root of whatever is causing this attack. More than likely, there's either a discomfort on the course of action. I did not know that I was going to be sleeping on these church pews, pregnant, minding other children. That is not what I signed up for. Or there was a total disregard to being informed on what your purpose was in the first place. You need to give people permission to count the cost to what they're signing up for. That's why we have these labels of, oh, you having a midlife crisis. Because nobody knew that when you got in your 40s, your long, long dream since you were 20 was you wanted a motorcycle and you wanted a Harley and you wanted all these different things and you was going to do it. You wanted the leather jacket. You always dreamed of having a leather jacket with the whole, you know, your name on it and those embroidered things. Oh, that just was so cool to you. But you never shared that. And here's that person that's paired to you is thinking when y'all get in your 40s, y'all going to travel the world and you're going to invest and you're going to go ahead and just, you know, commit your services to to the homeless and, you know, all these great charities. And you're like, no, bro, I'm getting mm-mm, I want to feel the wind. I've been riding the car my whole life. I'm over it. Like I told myself my 45th birthday is going down like I already made that commitment. And so when people can't understand or when you didn't update them on the life directional change, it's like, oh, the only thing I can think is, uh, yeah, you lost it, bro. Yeah, something, I'm sorry, uh, something's wrong. We didn't know that you was going to retire and um, want to just buy an RV and just travel, you know, that was your idea of traveling, just going to state from state. I'm sorry. Maybe she, he thought that we was going to be going to Spain, Rome, something outside skirts of the USA, please. You owe it to your inner happiness goal assignment to make sure that who you are paired to, who you are entertaining, understands the direction that you're going. Because it doesn't make them a bad person. It just doesn't make them your person. And you have to be more clear in letting people know what's required of them as you walk out your mission. People who are in the army and in the services, their spouses should be very clear, hey, we're going to be gone a lot of percent of the time. This may be difficult for you, but I need you to know what, what, what this sounds like. My goal is to serve and to protect my country. That also means that I don't know where I'm going to be placed. And you need enough information, and that's the problem right there. You need enough information to be able to share with someone else. And you may not have all of it, but all that you are able to attain, you need to be able to go ahead and tell somebody else. So this is what I know. I don't know where, but I know we're going to, this is a two out of three chance that I'm going to be deported, this, that, and the third. And you need to outline so that people can step back from the table of your mission to say, "Mm, I'm sorry, that's not it for me. Or, you know what, pull up a chair, I'm with it. But give people a chance in that. And sidebar, that, isn't that the very, that should be the most important thing ever? It's to identify 
the commitments that you're going to be carrying out? Isn't that why jobs ask you for a resume? No, I want to see how you handled other jobs before you go ahead and come and be a part of this company. Isn't that why they do credit checks? Let me see how you manage money in your capacity before I let you on to start uh, being a part of this business. I mean, isn't the, why were there gaps in your employment? I need you to list all your addresses, names you've worked under, okay? Because it's almost like people need to know how have you committed prior before you start to make this early commitment with us. And that's what we need to do when we are relationally pairing ourselves with other people. We need to be asking more questions than what's your favorite color? Where you from? What's your favorite food? I'm not interested in anything your favorite. I need to know, hey, so this is my particular goal. Where you at with it? Where you at? Because that's when people start getting in the trouble of, you're trying to change someone now. You said you would never be with somebody that smoked, but you really like him. You really like her. You know what? Maybe if you just start hinting like, why don't you try the nicotine patch? And how come you blah, blah, blah? Mm-mm. Don't you? You really need to just accept people for who they are and say, ah, thank you for applying. But we decided to go with another candidate. You know the disrespectful email they send you when they say have a nice day, right? That's what we need to do as well. Just maybe not the harshness behind the have a nice day, we pick somebody else, but just the intentionality of I'm not trying to hire just anyone. I don't want just anyone on, on this journey with me. It can't, this journey is so important to me. This assignment is so strong to my lineage, to my legacy, to my being that I can't just let anyone come on a ride with this. This has got to be a strategic move and it has to be someone that I know you are going to be aligned with the commitment. And you can only know that by asking questions, by seeing how they act in certain situations. You are clearly hearing that such and such said, I don't want to have any children. But you thought that that would change. And so you got married just thinking, okay, well, let's just see. There's a lot of things that if you really look at the reason why people are having their clashing, you saw it early and you just decided, eh, you know, I got to turn a blind eye real quick. I think we do ourselves a huge disservice when we don't clearly identify you are not equipped to carry this assignment with me. And that is huge. And just resting right there, that's huge because I feel and I believe, I've read and I know that God does not give us an assignment. He does not give us a calling that we can carry on our own. I've said this before, I'll say it again. Even Jesus needed help carrying his cross on Calvary. He could not carry that by himself. And so if we are going to be disillusioned to believe that we're going to carry something out by ourselves from the start to the make, no, no. Matter of fact, 
just think about it. It can go one or two ways. Either it goes so awesome and the dream and the assignment goes exactly according to God's plan because it's going to be huge if God's going to go ahead and do it because he's a huge God. So it's going to get so huge that you actually need assistance carrying that thing out. You're going to need an assistant. You're going to need somebody who can just sit and do A, B, and C because you are so, your hands will be so full that if you try to go ahead and perform every level, you're going to be so drained. It's going to be ridiculous. Or the second thing is uh, it can not go so well and you can stay mediocre and, you know, Bill Gates and them, they started trying to build or who was that? That was the Apple guy, the um, the one with the circle glasses. You know what I'm talking about. Get his name. Um, Dag, now you going to make me remember his name. What is his name with the glasses? Jobs. Yes, yes, yes. Steve Jobs. Thank you. I heard you. Okay. So... What if he just stayed, you know, doing the computers in the small basement, the garage, whatever he started off at, because he really wanted to build all the computers by himself, one computer at a time. Oh, my goodness. Why would you even want to do that? You think he was in that uh, building that first computer with his hands thinking that Apple would be a part? Actually, yes, because there was old school pictures where he actually drew the Apple and he had had big dreams. He just um, was walking into them. So that whole, how can two people walk together without agreeing on a direction? It is vital that A, you identify what your direction is, and B, that you bring on a teammate, particularly a spouse, the people that you're entertaining, that also understands the commitment that's involved with that direction. Because fighting inwardly on something while you're trying to get, that is exhausting. It's exhausting. That's why you need to lay out what your desires are, what your plans were. I always wanted to be your deepest wishes. When you was a little girl, you always wanted to. Because the relationships that are the best are the ones that silently fulfill your inner wishes. And not just, you know... I mean, just little stuff like you've been saying your whole life that you wanted A, B, and C, and I've been listening to you, so we're going to take the necessary steps to make that happen. Because if we're honest, we all individually have a plan, a God-given assignment, something that's individual. But I feel like God always puts together two individually structured things together so that it looks symmetrical. Yes, it's different, but it's symmetrical. Nine times out of 10, you can look at a spouse, look at their spouse, and they're even down to their jobs, it makes sense. Oh, he's a doctor, and then you do something in the helping field as well. Oh, he's a computer guy, and then you're this. Oh, he's in sales, and then you're in that. It always seems to be like, that makes perfect sense. Because down to the occupation there is a symmetrical of we're operating different but we're kind of we're going in the same direction that's how it should be with your god-given assignment you said you want to go where it's your dream to be to be in a medical doctor it's going to take umpteen years of school you at some point it's going to require for you not to work Okay, so here's the plan here's how we're going to get that and you need to get behind the, the mission that 
Simplistically, that is the identification or the definition of submission. Submit to the direction. Man says, I'm going here. Said person says, we're going here. In 10 years, I want us to be here. In four or five years, I want us to be out of debt. In 10 years, I want us to be here. However it is. And then the agreement is, the submission to that is, okay. So we're going to cut down on this. We're going to A, B, and C because that is the verbal agreement to, yes, I'm committing to this direction. Not the, uh uh-uh. Why we have to downsize? No, I don't want to. I don't want to stop getting my hair done every week. No, that is relational heart attack, purpose heart attack. So, you know, I always have it where I want you to be an advocate for your own self. I want you to have a humble assessment of what it is that's going on in your own life. So at this time, it's the perfect time to say, okay, Is there some internal conflict that I need to pause and give treatment to? Because to try to journey this thing with a heart attack, I'm not going to be able to do it. And I rebuke it in the name of Jesus. So let's use another metaphor. To try to journey on the outside when there's issues on the inside, I need to give some treatment to that. And I would rather pause and treat than to try to drag all that on and be defeated. That's the humble assessment for this conversation. It truly is a matter of, are you agreeing on the direction? Maybe you need to change the course of action. Or maybe you haven't really outlined, this is what requires of you. But whatever it is, can we go ahead and give it some treatment so we can move forward? Because how can two walk together lest they agree? Mm. So that whole entire scripture in a whole nother way. But I'm going to give you the, the time you need to go ahead and, you know, have that little humble assessment because that's the whole purpose of these conversations. I'm not talking to talk. I'm talking to give you a different perspective and make you go back and think and make you say, you know what? Yeah, I need to do something different. So go ahead. Go. Go ahead. I ain't, Listen, as my nanny say, I ain't going to hold you. Go ahead and go figure it out. We'll talk another time. Nope, because I feel like you need to go ahead. No, no, go ahead. We'll talk another time. And I'm going to go ahead and do an assessment of myself. Because if I'm going to speak it, I'm going to do it too. All right. I'm going to call you back later. (laughs) Later.